Welcome, everybody. This is this week's episode of Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast. We are, it's a Friday morning, sun's shining, harvest is rolling along. We got Kylie's in Concordia. Say hello, Kylie. Hello. Uh, RL's up in Madison. That seemed like that's the only place RL's ever been is Madison, you know. Oh, no, no, I was in East Carroll two days this week. Well, you know. Actually, three days because I, I got a call to go back yesterday. So, Well, you got your peanuts up there, too. So we'll, yeah. we're going to talk a little bit about your peanuts here in a minute. Um, but harvest is rolling along. I think uh, Tinsaw, we're probably over halfway, two-thirds away with corn. Yields up and down. Probably end up close to average. Beans are cutting good. Rice is good. Cotton, a couple weeks away from defoliation, probably. Uh, what you see, Kylie, in Concordia? Uh, same way. They're still uh, going through Catahoula a little bit, too. Um, yeah, there's still some corn left out in the field that people are working on. Bean harvest is really getting started. Um, the guys that didn't plant early, a lot of a lot of those early planted beans are gone, but... Um, the guys that didn't plant earlier, they're they're working on their beans now. Um, where they're good, they're good. Where they're bad, they're bad. So, but um, but yeah, we don't have much cotton. But in Catahoula, I know that they should be getting ready. I mean, we've got open bowls, so a couple of weeks before we get started on all that. All right, what you got, RL? You was let me ask you, what are they doing in East Carroll Parish? <laughs> What are they doing in East Carroll? They're cutting corn. They're like everybody else. They're roughly about halfway through. Uh, the folks I've managed to talk, catch and talk with up there, very pleased with the corn yields considering the year. Uh, then you drop down, you know, the beans. I begin to cut a few beans up there. Uh, some early beans, um, some beans that went through a lot of stress, and they were satisfied with the yields there. They're not the greatest, but they were okay. Uh, saved some defoliation going out on some cotton yesterday. Uh, we're getting close on that. Uh, looking really good. Madison, same way. You know, we're, we're, we're over halfway through with the corn, I believe. Corn yields are up and down. Uh, think I'm going to have to readjust my early prediction on corn yields and I'm going to have to reduce them down. Uh, Going back to the old scenario in Madison Parish, east of Highway 65 to the river, we're going to do okay. We're going to be average, maybe in some locations a touch over average, Uh, but out west of 65, I'm hearing some horror stories. It's tanking in some cases. Mm, that's um, bad. That's bad. Uh, talked to a young guy down south end of the parish yesterday. You know, we it's some horror stories down there. Yeah. So I don't know. We're all over the board with corn. Uh, beans is looking fantastic, and so is cotton. If we just get it in. Yeah. You have some pretty cotton up there. The last time I drove, so. Yeah. Well, it um, we got good. I think this weekend's good, uh, and even next week, I don't think, you know, the no. percentages are low. Uh, so we're maybe we get, another week will make a world difference. Corn will pretty much be gone, and there'll be a big, yeah. a lot of beans will be sprayed next week. I think. I agree uh, with that. Yeah. Uh, um. Okay. Now I just came up the other day. It was kind of in a roundabout conversation about. How did we get into 
the podcast business. And now we're into the video business and we're into, we tweet and we do all kind of things. And, um, you know, how did we get into this business? So we thought today we'd kind of explain to everybody how this train wreck got started. So, uh, Kylie, you and I, you tell them about the, how we got started with the podcast. Oh, uh, well, we were at the Ag Expo. Um, that was this past January. We were sitting at the Ag Expo working a booth, and I think you had asked me, um, do you listen to podcasts? And I said, yeah, I love podcasts. And we were talking about different ones we like to listen to, and uh, then we just kind of said, you know, we need to do that. So, uh, and that's just kind of how the ball started rolling. Um, you know, you took the bull by the horns and here we are. So. <laughs> well, and then poor old RL, I called him and I said, RL, do you listen to podcasts? He said, huh? Oh, I never, I didn't really know what a podcast was. And, and that got me hooked on them. Yeah. And, and you know, I've got to where I don't listen to the radio for his music that much anymore anyway. And the podcast just kind of fit right in, you know, especially now that I, I've caught up with the rest of the world that my truck will actually Bluetooth to my phone so I can just put it on listening to it through the radio going down the road. And I'm joining the rest of the world, and, and I enjoy it. Yeah, it's good, and you learn something while you're mm-hmm. passing the time anyway. So. And, yeah. and there are a lot of good podcasts out there. Uh, you know, uh, I know, uh, Barra, you were on... Uh, what is it, uh, Carrie Martin, the voice of Louisiana Ag? Voice of Louisiana with the Louisiana Farm Bureau. Yes, Carrie called the other day, and uh, he, he really bragged on what we were doing. He said he listened to it weekly, uh, enjoyed what we were, were doing, and as a result of that, he actually, I reckon you would say, interviewed me at, on his podcast uh, with things going on in Madison Parish and East Carroll Parish and the the drawing card was the uh, the peanut adventure that we're stepped off into up here. Yeah, well, well, that you know that's uh, that's kind of where that's kind of how we got into pot. And of course, the Twitter the Twitter feed just kind of went along with the podcast, and we we kind of go. We I don't know. We we tweet some pretty good, pretty interesting stuff. I think every once in a while we we go up and down with what's going on. Uh, we've had some. We've had you, uh, the the bear stand. I think the, we had the bear. I think and the pigeon in the field. And we've had some we've had some wildlife besides farm equipment. So we're, yeah. you know, we got the pumpkin patch down here on the 4-H pumpkin patch. Which uh, let's knock on wood. We're gonna make pumpkins because Betsy's already figuring. People are already asking her about pumpkins and watermelons. So I sprayed I sprayed the them for bugs. Thing is, it's just a new way of delivering the same information we've always delivered. Yeah, well, that's true. They get to trying to get it more timely. Well, that's what we're. Uh, that's what that and that's kind of where we're getting into the videos. You talked, Ariel. You brought up said we need to make a video, and Kylie and I kind of said, well, let's wait to do that this winter. Yeah. And then you woke up one day and said, we found bill bugs in rice. Let's make a video. And I said, when? Tomorrow. And so that's now, some of this stuff I don't remember saying as much as you do. Uh, well, I'm not. I said it, or I'm just the the, 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 the guinea pig that's getting thrown under the bus. But well, anyway, no, it, it's you're I'm, you're older than us, so you you we have better memories. <laughs> you know, Kylie can can definitely remind me of my age when she talks about 
being around the show ring and I always remember Mr. RL being there when I was showing. Yeah, you were you were uh, you were always at the livestock shows. Huh? I said you were always there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and, you know, so it it's it's just there. So I reckon okay, I'm the oldest one, I'll take the blood. Well it's 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 a group project and we all pass blame back and forth. When it works, we all take credit and when when it doesn't sometimes when it's a little rough we have to you know we have to have somebody to point at you know? <laughs> you know i mean we got the pregnant lady standing out in the field doing the interviews you know you know but that's you know we get we'll get a couple more months out of her before she's gone you know yeah. and we're well, gonna do a podcast to her in the hospital now that's what i thought we'd do a call you know we have to yeah. do a yeah. Hey, a phone interview. Yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, do a phone interview. We'll be in the delivery room. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no. No, we'll uh, we'll wait till you get you know. We'll wait till your first sleepless night, and then then there call. We go. You know. But um, but we do have some videos. We did um, we did Ky uh, Kylie and, uh, and came up to the research station here. What was that yesterday before you? yesterday? And we yesterday. did. Uh, Dr. Donnie Miller, we did um, cotton harvest timing, kind of like we did for the soybeans with uh, Dr. Boyd Padgett. Uh, we did cotton harvest timing, and we should get hopefully get that one out today or this weekend. Uh, everybody go to our YouTube channel. I don't know. It's Louisiana Delta Crop YouTube channel, I guess. That's correct, I think, yeah. We'll put it on Twitter, and we'll, we'll have a link go out to it. Uh, but everybody watch them and let us know. Uh, RL, you got some peanut ones you want to do? Yeah, we're. I've already talked to the producers, and they're on board that when we start doing our peanut harvest, it's, you know, kind of a step-by-step process as they go through that and kind of put it up for folks that may be interested in it, yeah. what it's going to entail. Uh, washing, you said something about washing peanuts, too. I'm not... Yeah, yeah. Still waiting on that phone call when we're going to do that. Where they got, they, they basically, it, it takes a pressure washer and they clean off that oil of that peanut. And, uh, I mean, I've been playing with it, scraping some, and you can see it goes from white to brown. And I think it's supposed to maybe almost be black when they're ready to dig. And then there's some charts you have to size them by and several things. Well, it'll be interesting. You get, we'll do. I know we talked about doing a video of that. I know um, other some ideas we kicked around. Um, Doctor Josh Cope said something to me uh, yes yesterday, day before yesterday about uh, their uh, they sprayed some here on the station. They were looking at vines and corn, and they looked at they went out and sprayed these some at five gallons of application and some at a 15 gallon application and he was waiting to see what the, if he could gauge some results you know on that uh, coverage and he was talking about you know water being the water being the cheapest additive you could put out you know yeah sometimes more water is cheaper than adding something else to it yeah so we uh yeah. So we got some ideas, but if anybody's got any ideas they can think of, you let one of us know, and we'll we'll be glad to. We have we have iPhone. We'll travel. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe one of these days we'll get some more equipment, something a little more high tech. 
stuff. All right. Huge strength budget, so it. Well, we have a budget. Would be appreciated. Yeah, we have a we have a budget. I didn't know we had a budget, so we just yeah. we we live hand. I thought we live in hand to mouth. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, now we got um, that's pretty much going to cover us up as far as podcast. We'll uh, one thing we got um, this week. We've got our regional director, Dr. Melissa Cater. Uh, we sat down and had a conversation with her. I don't know, weeks last week, I think, uh, and kind of introduce her. She's been here a year. Um, kind of what her thoughts and what her plans are, and we'll we'll listen to that. And we've got an interview today with Dr. Melissa Cater. She is the regional director for the Northeast Region. Um, she has been here about a year or maybe a little over a year. I forget exactly when she started, but um, we're going to talk to her and kind of get her thoughts and ideas about the Northeast region. <clears throat> uh, Dr. Cater, are you there? Yes, yes I am. How are you today? We're good. Uh, how long have you been here? Oh, it's been a little over a year now. I started okay. on August 1 last okay. year, so, so just finished up a year. Okay, well that's good. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't remember exactly when you started, you know, we're you know, we're all busy. Everybody's busy running around. No That's right. Up okay. Uh, you've had a year. Mm-hmm. And you've gone around. You've been through harvest. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's do this first. Let's start off with, tell me, tell us something about yourself. What, you know, tell us about yourself, where you live, you know, and all your kind of past and all that kind of stuff. Well, I, I guess I am a farm girl at heart. Uh, I was born and raised on a farm. Uh, I am married to a farmer, and uh, we live on the farm uh, there in Catahoula Parish. Um, I've worked for the Ag Center for 23 years now, and I'm one of those who's come up through the ranks. I started as an extension associate on a grant program. I've done 4-H work. I've worked with the FCS program been a parish chair. I spent 10 years in Baton Rouge as an evaluation specialist, so I've kind of worked through all sides of the Ag Center um, and seen seen many different angles uh, during my career. Okay, well, evidently that qualifies you to be regional director because it co- regional director covers all aspects, FCS, A&R, 4-H, pretty much, I mean, you talk to me about Ag, you you talked to Betsy about 4-H, so you kind of pretty much cover everything. You're experienced with everything. <laughs> well, I, I guess you might say I'm a jack-of-all-trades. I've got a little bit of knowledge and uh, not a whole lot of knowledge. Uh, a little bit in a lot of areas and not a whole lot in anything outside of evaluation. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not a bad thing. That My wife tells me that, too, but she tells me I'm dangerous, you know? So... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll go with that, but I think, you know, you're, you've had a, and okay, let's go back to my original, I was going to ask a question a while ago about, you've had a year, you've uh-huh. been here, you've been through, well, basically harvest, we've had on the ag side, the harvest, the plots, you've been through application for grant funding, ag expo, ag alley, uh, livestock show, back around in the camps, 4-H camps, all their activities, Everything, you've had a year. Tell us your uh-huh. impressions. What do you think of the Northeast region? 
You know, one of the things I am most proud about in the Northeast region is just the people who work for the Ag Center. Um, And in fact, every now and then, regional directors will sit around the table and talk, and, and, and my words to them are always, I've got the best people in the state, and I truly believe that. We've got the most hardworking people in this region, and it's it's just evident in the programs that are delivered and just their work ethic and truly the number of hours that are um, that, that are put in to the programs. And so I'm just very, very proud of all the people um, that work for the Ag Center because those are the people who are delivering the programs and and generating the information that go that goes out to um, all the people that live here. So, so without our workforce, we, we wouldn't have anything. The Ag Center just wouldn't be. So, so a workforce is very important, and we have the best people. I do believe that. Well, good. Well, I thank you, and on behalf of everybody else, we thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, but that's, I mean, and the, and the, and here I have to I have to talk from the ag side. I know that mm-hmm. on the ag on the row crop side, we're heavily involved in state agriculture, um, and your experience with being on a farm, being raised mm-hmm. on a farm, living on a farm, involved in mm-hmm. the farm. I mean, I'm sure you're involved in the farm on y'all's farm. You you have an insight into what we do, and so we don't really have to explain it. I guess is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, about the extent of my involvement on the farm at home is over the supper table. And, and my family would probably tell you that they like that I am um, doing this job now because now it's exciting to talk about agriculture at the supper table. And I've got examples from the region that I can I can share with them about what's going on. And it, it's a point of pride for me to be able to do that. Uh, to say, you know, you ought to contact this person. We've got some good research here, and there's a great extension demonstration in this place. So it it is. It's it's been a good thing for my family, uh, if for no other reason than we've got new topics of conversation. Um, We we talked about our farm in the past, but now we can talk about farming as a a region. Mm -hmm. It's really been, been good. Well, that's that's great, and it and it is as a region, farming for us is is a very important thing. And here again, I'm prejudiced because that's that's what I work in, but I know that the 4-H, 4-H is a big thing too for us. Uh, and I know dealing with Betsy, uh, our 4-H agent here in Tinsel, some of the kids she has that they go to camp, they go to 4-HU. These 4-H agents work really hard to get these kids experience uh, in not only state contests, but national stuff. Yes, they do. And, you know, it's it's not easy work here in the Northeast region. Um, just because the resources we have available to us are different from the ones that are available in other parts of the state. And sometimes that makes it challenging for 4-H agents to do their job. But I would say, by and large, they are very creative at being able to to meet the needs with many times just a shoestring budget. Um, and, and that's important for our youth because we, we are, we're, we're trying to raise the next generation of entrepreneurs and nurses and doctors and teachers. And it, it's important work uh, touching the lives of these youth every day. 
And, you know, a teacher in a classroom will touch, you know, 20 to 100 kids a day, depending on, you know, how, how many classes, different classes you have. And 4-H agents many times will touch 500 to 1,000 kids in a, in a I guess, a year's time mm-hmm. uh, through their programs. So, so we've got a lot of reach, um, and it's... It's the touch and the reach that's so important, and it, it lets them expand beyond their school borders, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as you look at even our FCS programs and the, the nutrition programs that are um, being conducted, those are touching not only our youth, but our adult, our family audiences, too. And um, obesity is, is just a problem. And so I think, you know, as you think about agriculture in the Northeast region and you think about nutrition programs, those two things go together because the food, that's, it's all part of the food system. And, uh, you know, one of the things we're very fortunate to have right now is someone working in that food systems area. So kind of connecting both the agriculture and the nutrition and the youth aspects all together um, so that the, the whole system functions rather as pieces and parts, but as, as the bigger picture together. Okay, okay. Well, and I was, that's one thing I was going to ask you. I know Tinsaw Madison, and now still Tinsaw and Madison, and I think there's West Carroll. Healthy Livings has become a program, I guess it started four years ago, I think, when uh, Ms. McDonald came here to work. I think she mm-hmm. was the first one. And that program has actually kept going and expanded somewhat into other mm-hmm. parishes, hasn't it? Right, and we've got that. It's added to East Carroll and Morehouse this year, too. So okay. so we're beginning to cover a larger portion um, of the region with yeah. that with that healthy living program, yeah. uh, healthy communities program. Yeah, well, it was, I never, I think when, when Ms. McDonald started, it was, it was he- I think it was healthy living, but then it's it's kind of when it was renewed. I think it was changed a little bit to maybe reflect what was changing or the way they were going. But it's still it's still a healthy living, healthy community. Yes. It's still promoting health uh, in our area, and that and it does cross multiple parish lines. Uh, and with the idea that community members are getting engaged in this, you know. Uh, connecting healthy places, so schools and farmers markets or workplaces and um, grocery stores or maybe it's a convenience store. You know, as you look at some parishes, we don't have a lot of, um, again, a lot of resources. So, but connecting the places is part of this Healthy Communities Initiative and then, and then uh, providing better access to healthy foods. Well, that's, you know, it's, it's a good program, and I'm like, I know they're in Tinsaw. Tinsaw was originally one of the original ones when they moved up here, when they started the program up here. Yes. And it was always a, a good program. They were, I know here at the Northeast Research Station, we had, uh, Ms. McDonald had numerous meetings here with various people, community members from around the around Tinsaw, and she did the same thing in Madison, and they really, they got some stuff done, and it's not, big splashy things but it's little steps little things going uh-huh. on uh, small steps to big changes yeah. you know i'm glad you mentioned the research stations because i do want to say how how proud i am too of that we have three i think of the best research stations in the state right here in our region 
uh, the Northeast Research Station there in Tinsall Parish, the Macon Ridge Research Station in Franklin Parish, and then the Sweet Potato Research Station that's also there at Chase here in Franklin Parish. So I think we are very well situated in terms of having three really good stations that generate great knowledge for the, the agriculture that we have here in the region. So we are big agriculture, we are row crops, and we have stations that support that, that have the soil types and the kind of conditions that we face out in the in the real world right mm-hmm. here uh, generating knowledge for us. Yes, and, and, and you know, you know, I'm, I'm biased toward the Northeast Station because I worked here I've been worked here. I have an office here now. Still help with other projects here. So yes, I'll concur with you there. That that's just, the research stations are vital too for the producers and uh-huh. the clientele to be able to come. And as we've said before, it's this is their station. It's not uh-huh. ours. It's theirs, and we do the work for them. And in many cases, their dollars through uh, commodity groups support that work. Uh, uh-huh. And so we're, we, but it, it's the northeast region is is a is a good place, and and we're glad to have you um, here as our boss. You know? <laughs> well, you know, I I don't really look at it that way. I look at it as as more of a servant leader kind of position. So I'm here to do the things that y'all need to make y'all need me to do to make your job easier. Well, uh, so sometimes that means I got to go out and hunt resources and. Sometimes that means I need to go to bat for a few people. So, so I, it's a servant leadership position. Well, uh, I mean, you're 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 there, you're there when we need you. That's 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 the main thing that because all the people in the Northeast, we work, we do our jobs, and we work. And as you say, there are times that you know you, you have to explain what I did, so or what I said. <laughs> And no, the, I don't think we have very many of those times. You've only been here a year, so <laughs> you know, tomorrow's a new day. Uh, <laughs> anything else that you want to share with our listeners uh, about thoughts or ideas, or what do you think, what do you look for the future for the Northeast region? You know, I really do think we have some opportunity to grow our presence just with the general public. You know, when you think about the ag community, 4-H youth and the nutrition audiences we currently reach, they know who we are at the LSU Ag Center, Um, and they know what we do. But as we look at just the general consumer who maybe doesn't interact with us quite as much as those people do, I think we have some opportunity to to help them understand how agriculture fits into their daily lives and the impact it has on them and where we would be if we didn't have agriculture. I think it's our responsibility to provide that kind of education and and really reiterate the importance of agriculture and what we do uh, and in why it's important to them. Another thing that I guess I see some excitement and energy building around, we've always have had undergraduate and graduate students working on the stations and that's so important because you know what you learn in a book doesn't make as much sense as it does when you're out in a field or out in an office working and getting that practical experience it's like oh yeah I did read about that in the book and huh it does really work that way and so I'm really excited about us being able to expand our efforts in that direction and and build greater connections with the College of Agriculture and and have more undergrads and grads who are 
involved in our programs and our outreach and um, knowledge generation efforts. Um, and, you know, I guess the other thing that I'm really passionate about is is just the idea of building some models that help people understand understand the work better. So I think we're going to have the opportunity to do that in two different ways. Uh, we've got this model farm that we're partnering with uh, the Taylor Foundation on. And what's great about the model farm is it's got both a producer component and a research station component. So, so both something on farm with the Hardwick Planning Company in, in the Northeast region and at the Northeast Research Station so that producers... Um, agency people, general public, anyone could come in and see, oh, this is, this is what a real working farm looks like, and this is what the knowledge, this is how knowledge is generated in both of those uh, environments. Um, and then the second aspect of that in terms of a model um, for the public is some work that we're going to begin doing at the Scott Center very soon building uh, both some horticulture aspects in so that people can see some demonstrations of what plants really do well in our part of the state. And then also a little bit of demonstration, again, on agriculture, because I am very passionate about ag education and helping the public understand the role of agriculture in their lives. Well, that's, these are all great things, and, and, I, and I'm on working with the Taylor Project, you know, as, as one of the one of the people working on it, and I think there is a lot of exposure for people to come and see what we're doing and see how it works and get ideas, maybe to take back to their own operations, or in some case, just explain where their food comes from. Yep. You know, uh, and it's um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be a really good project and. And it's a multi-year project, so it will be long-term. So we'll be able to do that. Um, and uh, let me say one more thing before I let you go. I know you're you wanting to get it down down the road and go home. Um, you mentioned the research stations. They don't real people probably don't realize that how many kids. You mentioned high school kids. How many kids work at Sweet Potato, Macon Ridge, Northeast? and have, over the years, been able to work through high school, through college. Uh, they don't all end up in agriculture, but uh, they are here, they work, it gives them a job, it, they develop responsibility, because a lot of times they're the ones collecting the data in the field, and they understand they have to do a good job. So it's more, you know, you were talking about interns and, and undergrads, and this, this is, that's one of the things that people don't realize. They see, they may see the kids or whatever, but they don't realize how many of them over the years have worked here. Uh, well, and I know the number varies from year to year, but this year we had somewhere between 40 and 50 students across all three uh, mm -hmm. stations who were employed. And so you take that, just that number, and I know there have been years when we've had many more, but just take that number and multiply by you know, 5, 10, 20, 30 years we've been doing this, and the impact is just exponential. Well, and it, um, it, it does make, it does help the kids, gives them exposure. And I can, I can tell you from my girls, I had two daughters, both of them worked here. Both of them were able to 
neither one of them's in ag, but they both were able to take that and use it to get jobs in college and help them as they work through college. And I can, I can list you dozens of others that have did the same thing, you know. Uh, so it is, we do provide something in the way of education for Yes, people. we do. So uh, anything else? And then I'll let you go and let you get on back to your office and go home. It's about time. I think that's it for me today. I appreciate having the opportunity to talk with you. This, okay. this has been great. And to let the people of the region know just how much I appreciate being able to serve here and, and do this work. Uh, for you all, both internal and external to the Ag Center. Thank you. Well, thank you, Dr. Cater, and we will we'll have you on again when we get towards Ag Expo or something, when when you have something exciting that people to talk about people can come see. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Well, you have a good day. All right. all right. Bye-bye. Good interview, Dennis. Uh, that was really enjoyable. Glad to hear what's going on in, in our region and, you know, what – what she has planned for us as we go forward uh, through the years. Um, has anybody got any events or anything they want to cover before we end? Yeah. What? Uh, I know we've got Beef and Forage Field Day. Uh, that one's on September 19th at Goldman Plantation. No, Gold Mine, excuse me, Plantation right outside of Winsboro. Um, anybody needs any information on that? reach out and we'll get that in your hands um let's see that's the only one i have okay on my we, calendar. this morning we just set the digital ag conference date of january the 22nd 2020 uh, it's going to be at the uh, evac center at dean lee and alexandria we just we had a conference call this morning before before we got on here and uh that's going to be the date for it. It'll be uh, the tentative title is Practical Application of Precision Ag, where last year we did the basics, understanding the economics of it, the investment in it. This year we're going to talk about practical application. So that's... Things that they can hopefully take home and start to implement the next day. That's... That's where we're going. That was the first. We got the date set, and we're working on speakers and all that. Uh, we'll we'll be tuned. Stay tuned. We'll have more information later. Okay. So, uh, what else? Anything else going on that's uh, of interest to our listeners? Boy, y'all quiet that. this morning. I know it's Friday. No, I can't think of anything at the moment. Not without jumping into next year. Well, next year, we'll, we'll just wait on next year. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, if that's the case, let's, uh, as always, y'all subscribe to our podcast. Go to the YouTube, look for our videos, follow our Twitter, and we'll do the links on there for our podcast and the, twi- and the videos. And uh, send us your s- suggestions. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, tell us. We have people all the time tell us, yeah, I listen to your podcast. It's kind of surprising who shows up. And, yeah. You know? It's surprising when you pull up a guy and he steps out of the tractor, combine, spray, or whatever. Yeah, I was just listening to you while I'm riding across the field. Yeah. I guess Will listens to us, doesn't he, Kylie? 
sometimes. He so, likes podcasts, but he's on the aviation kick right now. Oh, so. well, you know. <laughs> Tammy's at least got to go over and click on it so we get the credit for him being there a follower, you know. I'll, I'll make sure. Yeah. And, uh, all right. Well, if that's the case, then we're going to see you all next week. All right. Thanks. All right. See you next week.